Shalom! Welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast following the weekly Torah portions and including readings from other portions of scripture as well. My name is Sarah Ruth, and I'll be your reader today. Today is the 2nd of June, and on the Hebrew calendar, it is the 13th of Sivan. Today is also Friday. Today in history, Moses ascends Sinai on the seventh day after God's glory rested on the mountain. You can read more about this in Exodus chapter 24, verses 15 through 18, which share, The cloud covered it for six days, and on the seventh day he called to Moses from the midst of the cloud. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Our Torah portion today is called Naso, which means to take up. And before we read our parasha, or the Torah portion, we will bless and thank God for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Our first reading from the parasha is Numbers chapter 7, verses 42 through 71. Again, this is Bamidbar chapter 7, verses 42 through 71. On the sixth day, Eliasaph, the son of Duel, prince of the children of God, gave his offering, one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Eliaseth, the son of Duel. On the seventh day, Elishama, the son of Amahud, prince of the children of Ephraim, gave his offering, one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering one golden ladle of ten shekels full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Elishama the son of Amahad. On the eighth day, Gamaliel, the son of Pedasar, prince of the children of Manasseh, 
gave his offering. One silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels. One silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering. One golden ladle of 10 shekels full of incense. One young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering. One male goat for a sin offering. And for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Gamaliel, the son of Pedasur. On the ninth day, Abaddon, the son of Gideoni, prince of the children of Benjamin, gave his offering. One silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixture with oil for a grain offering. One golden ladle of ten shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Abaddon, the son of Gideonai. On the tenth day, Ahiezer, the son of Amashadai, prince of the children of Dan, gave his offering, one silver platter, the weight of which was 130 shekels, one silver bowl of 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both of them full of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one golden ladle of ten shekels, full of incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and for the sacrifice of peace offerings, two head of cattle, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old. This was the offering of Ahiezer, the son of Amashadai. And this concludes our readings in the Torah today. Now we're going to read from the prophets, and today we're going to read from Jeremiah, or Yermayahu. We're reading in chapter 24 today. After Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the craftsmen and smiths from Jerusalem, and I brought them to Babylon. The Lord showed me, and behold, two baskets of figs were set before the temple of the Lord. One basket had very good figs, like the figs that are first ripe, and the other basket had very bad figs, which could not be eaten. They were so bad. Then the Lord asked me, what do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs. The good figs are very good, and the bad are very bad. So bad, they cannot be eaten. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, 
This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Like these good figs, so I will regard the captives of Judah, whom I have set out of this place into the land of Kastim for good. For I will set my eyes on them for good, and I will bring them again to this land. I will build them and not pull them down. I will plant them and not pluck them up. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with their whole heart. As the bad figs, which cannot be eaten, they are so bad. Surely thus says the Lord. So I will give up King Zedekiah of Judah and his princes and the remnant of Jerusalem who remain in this land and those who dwell in the land of Egypt. I will even give them up to be tossed back and forth among all the kingdoms of the earth for evil, to be a reproach and a proverb, a taunt and a curse in all places where I will drive them. And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them until they are consumed from off the land that I gave to them and to their fathers. This finishes our readings in the prophets, and now we'll move on to the writings. Today we're going to read in a new book. We're reading from Daniel now, and we're reading in chapter one. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And Adonai delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand and part of the vessels of the house of God. And he carried them into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. Then the king spoke to Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring in some of the sons of Israel, even of the royal offspring and of the nobles, youths in whom was no blemish, but well-favored and skillful in all wisdom and endowed with all knowledge and understanding science and who had the ability to stand in the king's palace and that he should teach them the learning and the language of the custom. And the king appointed to them a daily portion of the king's food and of the wine which he drank, that they should be trained three years, that at its end they should stand before the king. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and the prince of the eunuchs gave names to them. To Daniel he gave the name Belshazzar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's food, nor with the wine with which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God made Daniel find Hesed and compassion in the sight of the prince of the eunuchs, 
the prince of the eunuchs, said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and your drink. For why should he see your face worse looking than the youths who are of your own age? Then you would endanger my head with the king. Then Daniel said to the steward, whom the prince of the eunuchs had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Test your servants, I beg you, ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our faces be examined before you and the face of the youths who eat of the king's food. And as you see, deal with your servants. So he listened to them in this matter and tested them for ten days. At the end of ten days, their faces appeared fairer, and they were fatter in flesh than all the youths who ate of the king's food. So the steward took away their food and the wine that they would drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four youths, God gave them knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the days which the king had appointed for bringing them in, the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king talked with them, and among them all was found no one like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore stood they before the king, and in every matter of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king inquired of them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters who were in all his realm. And Daniel continued even to the first year of King Cyrus. And that is the end of our readings in the writings. Today, our last reading is in the Apostles. We are going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 7 today. Now concerning the things about which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. But because of sexual immoralities, let each man have his own wife, and let each woman have her own husband. Let the husband give his wife the affection owed her, and likewise also the wife her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband Likewise, also the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife. Do not deprive one another unless it is by consent for a season, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and may be together again, that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. But this I say by way of concession, not of commandment. Yet I wish that all men were like me. However, each man has his own gift from God, one of this kind and another of that kind. But I say to the unmarried and to widows, it is good for them if they remain, even as I am. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. But to the married I command, not I, but the Lord, that the wife not leave her husband. But if she departs, let her remain unmarried, 
or else be reconciled to her husband, and that the husband not leave his wife. But to the rest I, not the Lord, say, If any brother has an unbelieving wife, and she is content to live with him, let him not leave her. The woman who has an unbelieving husband, and he is content to live with her, let her not leave her husband. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified in the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified in the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. Yet if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. The brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us in shalom. For how do you know, wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, husband, whether you will save your wife? Only as the Lord has distributed to each man, as God has called each, so let him walk. So I command in all the assemblies, was anyone called having been circumcised? Let him not become uncircumcised. Has anyone been called in uncircumcision? Let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing, but the keeping of the mitzvot of God. Let each man say, stay in that calling in which he was called. Were you called being a bondservant? Do not let that bother you. But if you get an opportunity to become free, use it. For he who is called in the Lord, being a bondservant, is the Lord's free man. Likewise, he who was called being free is Messiah's bondservant. You were bought with a price. Do not become bondservants of men. Brothers, let each man remain with God in the condition which he was called. Now concerning virgins, I have no commandment from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who has obtained mercy from the Lord to be trustworthy. Therefore I think that because of the distress that is on us, that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be freed. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Yet such will have oppression in the flesh, and I want to spare you. But I say this, brothers, the time is short, that from now on, both those who have wives may be as though they had none, and those who weep as though they did not weep, and those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, and those who buy as though they did not possess, and those who use the world as not using it to the fullest. For the form of this world passes away, but I desire to have you to be free from cares. He who is unmarried is concerned for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There is also a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. 
But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. This I say for your own profit, not that I may ensnare you, but for that which is appropriate, and that you may attend to the Lord without distraction. But if any man thinks that he is behaving inappropriately toward his virgin, if she is past the flower of her age, and if need so requires, let him do what he desires. He does not sin, let them marry. But he who stands steadfast in his heart, having no urgency, but has power over his own will, and has determined in his own heart to keep his own virgin, does well. So then both he who gives his own virgin a marriage does well, and he who does not give her a marriage does better. A wife is bound for as long as her husband lives. But if the husband is dead, she is free to be married to whomever she desires, only in the Lord. But she is happier if she stays as she is in my judgment, and I think that I also have the Ruach Elohim. This finishes our readings in the Apostles. However, if you are going to read through the Apostles twice in this annual cycle, you'll also go ahead and read Mark chapter 9, verses 30 through 50 today. It has been such a joy to read God's Word with you, and I pray that you have a beautiful and blessed week and restful Shabbat. This has been Sarah Ruth with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. Shalom until next time. Thank you.